Hey, welcome to Dialogues with D with me Udambi Sadube. This is a podcast where we'll be unpacking various topics every couple of weeks. Here we get to challenge, agitate, question, inform ourselves. It's just a safe space. Tune in, join us. Hello, D. Hi, everybody. It's been a minute. It's been a while. I've definitely missed this space. Um, but some of you may know that there was an untimely passing in my family, which completely threw me off. Um, and so I just prioritized that and being able to support the necessary people that um, needed the support and also just to give myself the space as well. Um, but I'm back uh, and back with the second episode of Chit Chat with a Gent. Um, I think we can dive straight in. Enjoy. Welcome back to Dialogues with D. Yo, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Life happened. There's been some um, curveballs, and I may touch on them, or may, may, or may not touch on them. But um, the good news is we are back, and back with a bang because I've got Un Dumisama Dubella with me again. Hi, Du. Back, Jago Mkolo. Hello, D. Yeah, and and yeah, it's good to be back. It has been it has been a minute, unfortunately. But as you said, you know, life happens, uh, and we're forever navigating different and very difficult situations. So it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah, I just want to shout out everybody yeah. for all the love for our um, episode. I think it was in February, if not, I think at the end of February, beginning of March. There was so much love till this day. Do it's the most listened to episode, and it oh, yeah? gets more and yeah, yeah, it gets more and more streams. So, Jay, people brilliant. have been enjoying, yeah, people enjoyed that that's, reflection. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And for new view, for new listeners, rather, um, my name is Dumiso Esma Tobela, aka the Gent, <laughs> aka <laughs> I like how like aka the Gent because you know what it is. But yeah, it's exciting thing to be here. And again, yeah, I think is gonna really just put a, a preamble. But we're really just young people trying to explore our lives, right? Um, and exactly. the, and then and the situation that we navigate and the and yeah and just to see if there's one we can relate. So please definitely share your content, comment, like, join, you know, engage, engage with the content and really take it with a pinch of salt in that um we're expert this is our lives through our eyes. So, you know, obviously everything that's discussed here is, you know, through our perspective and our worldviews and we'll always, always welcome a different perspective or or, or someone who agrees. Um, but let's definitely get the dialogue going as it exactly. is Dialogue with D. Exactly, yeah. So as Andrew mentioned, for anyone who's new, um, I've got a set structure for these podcasts where I try to tackle a specific topic every month and then I try to get different voices in, you know, um, the intention for this platform was for it to always be the safest space, uh, not necessarily to agree or to invite people that necessarily always agree, but just to share um, our reflections, opinions, frustrations, anything on this space. Um, and I have do as a fixed, uh, what is it called, fixture, there we go, 
um, who comes on every month and, and, and it's called Chit Chat with the Gent. And I also have another fixture um, with my nephew, Ufemi Langamanga. And he's, he's a 16, 17 year old uh, young fella who comes on every month as well. And he shares his perspective from a youth perspective. And so I've got these two gents and you may be asking why do you want to have six people who are kind of pressured and cornered to have to represent <laughs> or gender. I mean, they don't have to. If you listen back to our episode um, that we did recently, uh, didn't necessarily represent our views for, for, for all the men. So it's, you take it with a pinch of salt, take what you take, criticize, challenge, reflect. We really, really like everybody's opinion coming in. So yeah, it's yeah. going to be another exciting one. So do this month, mm-hmm. uh, or rather last month in March, um, I focus on politics. And I think it's not really a monthly topic. It's one of those topics that unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because often it comes with frustration, it's just mm. a common thread. It affects mm. all our lives, whether you want it to or not. We, we mm-hmm. took a deep dive into politics, or rather yeah. politics with U, um, Ulindo Gushe Rosa, um, who is actually a, an old... Um, a classmate of mine from university uh, and he brought in a really interesting and critical academic perspective onto the topic and then we had a discussion with who is a doctor and some of you may be familiar with her and she also brought in some of her views regarding politics but really with shedding the light on the situation with COVID so those episodes yeah. I actually recommend that you go back if you haven't listened to them please listen to them honestly um, not in any biased way, but I felt like these two voices were such brilliant people and, and yeah. they brought in really necessary perspectives. I don't know if you've listened back. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, definitely. And and think one thing about one thing about you on Dialogues with D, all your guests seem to be like, yes, sis, you really are finding <laughs> <laughs> the creme de la creme. Um, and you know what? So I listened to both and I think one of the things that really stood out to me was the uh, what was highlighted also is just um, as young people in this country in that we're in a unique position or in, I think we're in a unique country in that um, you have to you can't not be political you have to have first a political opinion and I think um, it's such an amazing thing in that the politics affect the personal and so almost everyone that I know um, and the reason I'm saying this day is because you know other spaces people are just not political especially for young people mm-hmm. until there's a direct link or this until there's something that affects you i.e fees must fall or or many other examples um, so mm-hmm. we really um, in a good bad way we fortunate the country the, the nature and the landscape of, of the politics in this country really force you to be to have an opinion first of all and to be political in one way or another um, and yeah man I think we're, we're living in very very interesting times and it's it's also very, very refreshing to, to, to see the majority of the population at least having an opinion. And I just hope it translates into when we have to vote because it almost becomes a futile exercise if we're going to have these dialogues and we're having these, um, you know, we're having these debates and we're, you know, we're re- engaging with politics so robustly. And when it yeah. comes into uh, voting and actually having our voices heard, it doesn't necessarily always translate. And I think that's, that's the biggest shame for me. Um, and yo, I don't even know where to start. You know, just looking at even just the political representation in this country, you know, um, what the, um, the retirement age in, uh, in SA is, I think it's 64 women and 65 for men or the other way around, oh, man, 100%. Yeah. 
Yet you look at cabinets and you look at the people that make the decisions for the country are the averages well above that, you know? And you re- it really uh, invites you to ask the question, like, whose best interest do they have? Um, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those frustrating things for me personally where I value the experience and wisdom, um, yet at the same time, um, I really, really would hope, just even with, with our peer, let me just talk about that and the uh, people who can at least relate to, just, mm. I think we just need to vote and have our opinion, like let's, let, let our opinions translate into votes. And I think they will be having yeah. a different dialogue because it's one thing us having sitting here and having, you know, amazing engagements, yet when it comes to the polls, it doesn't necessarily reflect the same, um, the same energy, so to speak. Yeah, I I don't know. I have different opinions in terms of just so two things. You mentioned that we are um, fortunate to be in a country where we engage with politics as young people, and I and I have a different opinion. I think that there's a misconception that you, especially young people. I mean, we can I can only speak for young people because that's my lived experience, and from the work that I do, you know, it shows as well. But okay. Um, you know, you, we find that a lot of young people are on social media engaging with politics. Mm-hmm. If you're on Twitter criticizing, or young people are the ones protesting. We've seen Fees Must Fall. We've seen the recent protests. Um, mm. We've seen really young people take up space. But I think we think that this is everybody. I know a lot of young people are completely disconnected from politics. And mm. um, when, I, when I mean disconnected, there's a, almost an, a political illiteracy, mm. not knowing mm. or having an understanding of if I do X, Y, and Z, I hold the government to account. Mm, what can I do mm, beyond the ballot box mm, to be able to ensure that my, um, you know, in a democracy, my vote actually counts and, yeah. you know, the, the people that have been voted into power are actually accountable to me. So, um, I mean, I, I don't want to dispute that we are definitely vocal. South Africa is even known, even on the continent, for being yeah. very, very vocal when it comes to politics. But I think there's still a huge gap. And then the, the second bit about... Um, you know, as not hitting or giving politicians a, a, a hiding when it counts, which is, yeah. more, you know, on the ballot box. Yeah. That one is something that we also really, really emphasized on in the conversation with Uroza, where we touched on also the municipal elections. Important yeah, because... And, mm, often, and mm. often people, sorry to cut you there, but mm. I, I just want to finish this point. With mm-hmm. the, people overlook those, you know, mm. there's a focus on the national. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it goes back to my point again, where it's one thing to you know, to be a, a Twitter politician, which I'm not in no way downplaying the importance of, of that, mm-hmm. of that platform and using that platform, but it's another actually being able to know what powers you do or don't have in a democracy. Yeah, and not just influence in there, and just like the literal, exactly. definitely the influence and just the value in that. And you, Dee, and I think you've touched on, let me start um, sequentially to answer you um, from, 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 the, from your last point, at least. I think one of the important things that you just said now was with that municipal voting, we definitely, <laughs> you know, there's an opportunity there to really, really get the best out of, uh, um, out of our government and our leaders, but yet we don't. And I think it really closely mm. links to what you said earlier about the literacy. So I think what I was saying was that our country forces you to be political or to have an, a, poli- a political opinion. And, you know, um, it's very seldom that you get someone who says, I'm indifferent, you know, or, um, mm. or, or if you do. But I think um, more, uh, like we'll get more examples or more than ever, you get someone who will have a political opinion of some sort, right? Whether that is informed by adequate literacy is a completely another story. Mm-hmm. Because now, if I'm going to ask you, like, you know, looking at the organizations that 
are currently exist now and why are you voting for this like do people critically engage with the ideology do people you know can you really say okay mm. i'm going for this on the basis of not because it's you know the loudest or the oldest exactly. or or a particular color but like have you engaged with the ideology have you seen these people actually practice what they preach you know i mean i live for instance in cape town which is a da run uh municipality and my god Dambisa. It's <laughs> hey, it's shocking. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe whoever might be listening to this, and I'm just shut all my political careers down in the DA, but and then that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's disgusting, actually. It's disgusting, and it's exactly that that I really don't because the, the people here, yeah, like, like black people in Cape Town, Western Cape, are majority, right? Yet, mm-hmm. and they have the well, not necessarily. Oh, they they are double dispossessed, and I'm not going to take that away from that. But, you know, if people really went and voted, especially in those elections, specifically the municipal ones, um, there's potential to change the game. But I think we, we, we lack the education. And by design, I don't think that's by coincidence. That's definitely by design, you know. Um, uh, if you deprive someone of knowledge, then obviously can't make uh, informed decisions. So, and, yeah, then, and yeah. you find what's prioritized is the national elections, and it's, it is the, you know, I'm voting for either the ANC, the IFP, I'm inclined to say the IP because I'm from KZN, or the DA, the EFF, and so forth, right? But do we really, do we engage with the ideologies? Do we engage with the parties' policies in terms mm-hmm. of, um, you know, looking at, well, I'm just mentioning, there's obviously way more po- political parties, but the ones that I've mentioned, if... Um, they are governing in certain municipalities. What have they done and are they doing really well? And who are they serving? Are they serving me as a young black man in a, you know, in a post-democracy yet neo-colonial space that is contemporary mm. South Africa, you know? And it's really, really a big question to ask, you know, are we voting wisely? And uh, yeah, uh, it's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's dialogue for... I, I mean... mm-hmm. For an, I mean, I could we could literally talk about this the whole day. The I think strong points coming through, and also this is another thing I just always ask myself as well. I mean, I'm everybody or most people know that this is my line of work, this is my passion, this is what drives me, it fascinates me. This being politics, um, because it obviously trickles into every aspect of my life. But we also need to talk about the fatigue, though. Like when I say fatigue, I mean every day there's something new on the news mm. about something mm. that's related to politics, mm. corruption, or or I don't know, bloody COVID that we're all tired of. There's just always something. And I think to expect that as an individual that you're always going to be engaged at all times, alert, awake, constantly ready to hold the government to account, it's tiring. So it's also a really sad situation that we find ourselves in yeah. in some countries. So that what we're saying is not necessarily special and endemic to yeah, South Africa. It's yeah. just unfortunately the nature of politics. But I think because of the circumstances here, because of the many, 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 many struggles that just seem to topple and topple and topple, um, it's sad that we never actually get a break. We don't. We're constantly stressed. We don't. And, constantly stressed. And, 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 and the thing is this, right? Like, I, and speaking of the news and the media, um, just in terms of what's reported, I understand obviously some, I mean, news ought to be sensational, mm. uh, so to so as to get the views and the ratings and whatnot. But it seems like every time we hear we hear about politics or political politically <laughs> related, it's something bad. You know, like you said, now it's either mm. someone has been corrupt, uh, and we I want we want to hear about that, right? So that we obviously, hopefully, not obviously, hopefully, it stops. But 
Oh, it's, it, that's, like you said, that's just the nature of how it is. I want to ask you a question then. Um, what, are your, what are your opinions on our current um, president <laughs> on how he's navigated this whole COVID uh, pandemic? Um, and, and just, yeah, um, uh, yeah, and just entirely. Like, well, what are your opinions uh, on who President Cyril Mapoz? AKA Cupcake, AKA okay. President Robandwana, AKA Running the President Like It's Forwards, AKA hey, Monga Meli. AKA, AKA, we've got many other AKAs which we won't mention. <laughs> but uh, before, before I share my, my, my opinion, I wanted to actually just um, acknowledge the point you made around messaging when it comes to the political space and like what role the media plays mm, in, mm. in how they message. And I would actually recommend to anyone who's listening to to go and listen to Usizwem of Welch. Um, he has an episode, I'll actually link it when I when this episode is, I will link it on my on my profile so you can go check it out because I think that's also part of it and it also ties in with the whole, you know, are we politically literate? What, you know, why are we not if we're not? Sure. You know, and, and who is and why are they? Who has who's able to understand and why sure. are they able to? And I think that's a that's a very, very strong, 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 strong um perspective whether you agree with it or not i think it's something to point out mm. now mr cupcake <laughs> you know guys oh my wait can you not call a president cupcake <laughs> <laughs> you know what i think we need to find an endearing way to call him because we're frustrated so okay i'll 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 i'll, I'll give you my opinion which is just disclaimer to anyone who's listening prior to Cyril ramaphosa being the president i personally did not know his resume to the t you know there are people who know that he used to do this and he was a businessman sure. and then this is how he came into the nc i did not have that background and i'm sure many others share that as well sure. i did not have the interest so it's not because i didn't have access to information i just never thought oh let me google sir sure. anyway so prior to him being president i never had an opinion is, it, is this you is this you, after- is this you excusing your ignorance it's fine. We can call it ignorance. You can call it. Right. But so anyway, when he came, I needed to give that context because it does affect my opinion. Mm. Um, he came. He came into power immediately after a very tumultuous eight years or so with Mister problematic president <laughs> an extremely and fundamentally that one, problematic president yo, but a sequel yes that president so he came after that period a very rough period economically for us a very rough period just for the democracy of this country it was a tricky time so i feel like anybody coming in it's the same with how biden is now coming after trump anyone who comes after a really bad president you are given the benefit of the mm, doubt because mm, mm. you really are dealing we just with survived. a really we just messy survived. situation. Yeah, we just survived this. Anything is better. Exactly, we just survived mm. it. Anything mm. is better, regardless of the fact that he comes from the same party. So when he came in, my opinion was always, let's give this guy a chance. He's He is more presidential. He has the what English. What does that mean? No, Wait, no, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. What do you Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying this is my opinion but this is how it's perceived okay. you know when people yeah when, when a president has a certain way of speaking okay. it's like oh yeah we accept him because he's able to be accepted internationally and we all know okay. you reference neocolonialism that's a big role player okay. when it comes to international politics so you, you know he seemed like yeah this guy is, is 
his shit together for lack of a better mm. word you know he's connected internationally mm. um so i felt like oh okay for about five seconds oh, okay this guy you know better 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 than the previous one i think anything is better than the previous one but then he also fell short for reasons that i won't go into and maybe those things are not always due to his own doing but maybe it's the right of the, the democracy which um rosa and i also referred to which is the corruption which just has, has formed part of unfortunately the ruling party's politics anyway so i gave him the benefit of the doubt he came into power he also fell short and then we have the yeah. pandemic the first few weeks of the pandemic i honestly felt like for the first time it felt like we had a a, a, a cabinet that was working around mm. the clock at least that's the idea that mm. they gave us they were giving us updates. We're having these family meetings, sure, you know, this sure. evening, uh, t- uh, um, giving us updates. We were, um, you, they were innovative. They got a hotline. Yeah. We got a WhatsApp uh, line that is super, super quick. We got an amazing yeah. website, which is up to date. It felt like we have a crisis management sure. team and they are sure. working, right? And so I in must say, as much as we, also, we cannot... Hey? Um, in unprecedented mm. times, we can't slow clap for that because that's expected. But I have to admit... A part of me was like, oh my God, this feel this is what it feels like to have a functioning government. <laughs> um, yeah. And I I I'm I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I am kind of relieved that it's him, to be very yeah. honest. It, I am not saying that he's I'm not saying he's perfect, I'm not saying he's handled the whole situation yeah. perfectly, but I have felt a sense of He's a, he, he comes, he shows up, he gives us updates, he gives us the feeling, whether that's the case or not, he gives us the feeling that he's mm, on top of it. We mm, know it's not the case because there's mm, corruption in, in the mm, background, all kinds of stuff is popping off in mm, the background. Um, but I had constantly the feeling of, okay, I'm up to date. I'll leave it there. Yeah. What are your, your Yo, Um. So let me first date it back to the previous president and then I think it's going to, yeah, just the preamble. So, um, my previous, I know that we're not talking about him, but I think um, it's important because it's also just to contextualize how I feel and the reason why I feel what I feel for um, the current president. The previous president was largely problematic in many ways. Um, from I'm going to date it back to the rape case, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm sure as an, on his capacity as a president, he did... Yeah, no, actually, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, no, President Zuma, yeah, I'm really glad we survived that and that we are here now. Um, and, and he, one thing I'll acknowledge about him is that he was a strategist, you know? One thing about Jacob Zuma is that he was a chess player of notes, and I respect that much, you know? Um, whether it's gone better, eh, I don't know, because Cyril Ramaphosa is generally running the country like a Woolworths. And that's a good or a bad thing, depending on who you are. Um, yeah, depending on who you are. It's no secret. He's a capitalist who prioritizes, who prioritizes uh, uh, what you call this, profits. And you, that's very clear. It's about, like, the rich have got richer and the poor have got significantly poor in this pandemic. Granted, it's unprecedented times and we don't know, like, no one could know how to navigate this whole corona. No one knows globally. No one knows. Everyone is literally, um, what you call this, chasing their, chasing their tails. And you're right in that. We did really get the perception that, you know what, um, a boy knows exactly what he's doing or knows what he's doing or has, he's, has a handle on things, you know? Um, he, you know, like what you're saying with the updates. And we really needed that as a country. Um, I was glad for five seconds as well that, you know what, um, things are bad, but things could be worse. We have someone who, like I said, mm-hmm. who's running this like a business. And that's, I think that's what the country needed at the time. 
where because whether we like it or not you know things need we still need to keep moving um on the corruption part guys let's not think that corruption came with these two guys corruption has been going on like it's right here like the country's been one here instead at Stelly's. but that's been you know i think jacob zuma's corruption things was highlighted because of the guptas but those people are stealing change man yo those people are taking small crimes and then this doesn't justify or make it right but the people continuously even now you know a milking mm. when i say milking milking uh the resources of this country even with flipping relief funds so we're genuinely you know, it's we're between a rock and a hard place i don't think we're doing any better um we've hit junk status three times by all i mean not three yeah by all three uh what do you call us um regulatory boards that uh, that regulate that and we're not doing well and and it's a reflection because as a country i mean as a president you have one job around the country you know be presidential okay as utambisa would say it i don't know what that means but be president <laughs> <laughs> be presidential okay? and uh, unfortunately he's i think in that sense he's failing dismally i don't need it's nice to have a president who's going to tell me what's going on but i don't need that fundamentally i think i need for him to run the pres- the country and make sure that economically we're fine make sure that ooh, petrol is not 70 guys petrol is 70 <laughs> you know and granted something yeah. he can control something because he's also within a system right so i'm not naive of that i can understand that also you know sir only say we Cyril only says or only has so much power because he still reports to Lutuli House you know um and that's the unfortunate yeah. part to go to you know there's some decision even with when he made the cabinet reshuffle you could see good ah some of these choices are not his you know and he's negotiating and then we're going to talk about a deputy president who opi Well yeah Emma I think on the point of old David Mabuza where we don't know where the guy is just out checking getting paid but the the I think it's safe to say whether we have different opinions or not I think the the, the standard is really at the bottom for us in South Africa we we have become so accustomed and not because we've accepted it but because that yeah. was the government that was ruling this country um whether you voted or not where the it's it's at the bottom it's so yeah. much at the bottom that for a second when you're in a pandemic and honestly it's, it's between life or death you don't know whether this corona is going to catch mm. you in your house or catch you at yeah. somebody else's house in yeah. the supermarket so you're just grateful to yeah. have updates you're just grateful to 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 get the perception that things are moving you're just grateful that they come on and they say we've got and a vaccine roll out you know would what you said you know that they you know would what you said i mean he's mm. done some good don't get me wrong and i think you know unfortunately with that role and with that job um given that you're a public servant there will always be opinions and you know we'll always even that you're doing is going to be in the spotlight and both presidents i think um that we've spoken about at least have done some good uh, have done good in their part it's just unfortunate that as a country we're so used to junk status and junk quality that when someone when a fish swims we clap because we're so yo we don't know what that means we don't we don't know how we've never we haven't had someone in a long time who can president in a long time in a very exactly. you know, i'm trying to look at the yeah. other guys yes sir yeah anyway i see collapo um as clearly because that's a, that's going to be another dialogue and again man i mean you know i almost asked you who you voted for as private as it is hey <laughs> hey i i, 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 I we want to your political yeah. affiliation i wanted yeah. to actually 
Yeah, I know. I, I just as a, a sh maybe shout out to those who who relate. I'm just not one of those people who are loyalists. Um, you, if you see me voting for one party this year, please don't think I'm going to be voting for them the next time. No, that me, doesn't I make sense. That I, I vote yeah. based on. No, no, uh -uh. we're not yeah. actually we're not going to touch on it. For me. No, no, it doesn't make sense to vote blindly. You know, like there was a joke on Twitter no, about Abandu Betty. Let's vote, let's hide, let's let's about any I'm an ID because those are the people that <laughs> because <laughs> honestly, Coco <laughs> wins you know. Um <laughs> because you are uh, guys, uh, but anyway, um I hear you T and yeah, and I think it's 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 paramount that we vote on the basis of people's actions and what the what the political organization stands for and what it can give. And I think also people I know, for instance, I'll, I'll I'll tell you for free. When when we voted or in our last elections, um when I voted, I voted for different parties depending on whether it's national and um, and local government. Yeah, yeah and I mean, specifically because, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. in Cape Town. Um, and, you know, they are, yeah, yeah. And th th that's how I voted because, to me, that made the most sense because I thought the person that I'd like to run the country, and maybe this doesn't sound, make, doesn't, like, sound sensible, but the, the person that I'd want to run the country, like, the immediate, I think I was voting on the basis of, I understand that my vote can have an influence, butterfly effect, but I, I've got a less chance of trying to change the game nationally, but I think I, my voice can be heard at a local government. And if I vote for these people, local government, I think, you know, it'll have some sort of change. Um, sad to report. Yeah, yeah. Not. Yeah. On but that yeah. note, uh, sorry, I'm going to cut you off really. I just had a thought, actually, which was... Um, Another, I just love Sizwe. He's he's always on the mark. He touches it, touch, touches on every topic brilliantly. He also has another explainer video, which I actually did already share. Mm -hmm. on my profile. I will share it again, where he explains the importance of voting in the municipal elections, what they mean, and he also gives you um, a little bit of a flash. You know, takes you back on what were the results last time and how those actually uh, mm. made a big role in terms of just yeah. how they influence. Um, the national election. So I would say on that note, before we cross over to another, you know, to another topic, would be guys vote. Um, let you us know, vote. as you can hear, Andrew and I have various opinions. And oh. let us vote, guys. And even even just exactly. having an opinion is important. Um, you don't have to explain mm. it to anyone. Like you said, Ndu's just just given an example of how he chooses to vote. That's his, you know, prerogative. Someone else can have a different way. It's okay. But I think let's have more of these conversations and then more important more important to please go vote because it's super, super, super important. It's one thing being frustrated at home. Taking it's another action. actually doing something about it. Exactly. So we're sounding like like campaigners <laughs> right now, but you know what? This country needs it. Also, no one <laughs> but, is endorsing this. You know, so no one, we're not getting paid for this guys. Yeah. So please definitely vote. No, there's no money coming in. You know, all that's endorsing is, is just democracy, guys. You know, I'm a big democracy fan. <laughs> I'm a big Don't democracy fan. And just the, the, the exactly the right to, to, to make certain decisions that countries who do not have this right, guys. Um, we're young people. We are a huge portion of the population yeah. just do your bit and and i think this is honestly the bare minimum um and if you don't know where to start there's a lot of resources which i will share but i wanted to also touch on Hundu, um Yo. covid sure guys so 
happy COVID yo, anniversary. Yo, there's yeah, nothing happy about that. Why would you even put that put that out to the universe? Yo. <laughs> How you you know what? I'm grateful for having survived COVID. I'll start there. Um, yeah. In 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 many ways, um, I I like personally had COVID. Uh, I can't remember the timing, but uh, I remember. You know, when I knew that it was bad, because I mean, I think you know, COVID also seriousness of it really varied, and with how close it came to you in terms of like who was affected in and around you. Um, and then you took it seriously and then you panicked and whatever. Mm-hmm. And some people obviously won panic mode from the start. I remember, uh, I remember finishing, I'm undo, uh, going to go buy toilet. I don't know what, what the craze was around toilet paper because we thought toilet paper was going to run out or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I, when I knew that it was bad, um, I live alone, right? And I knew that it was bad where, ew, yeah, I, was the, I was so sick. I was so sick. I was so sick. And it was such a quick switch up. This was very, very long ago. I think this was like maybe, mm. yeah, actually like May-ish, May, June. Anyway, um, I remember texting a friend of mine. I'm like, Dana, these are my bank pins and everything goes to Luanze. This is my lawyer. This is, you know, a uh, mm. person who, because I really thought, ah, no, this is it. I'm going. And, you know, like, I, and it was not even in a joke. I was like, yeah. oh, this is it. If I make it tomorrow. Uh, yo, God will be good. But if not, this is it. And uh, God willing, um, I did, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm here. And I've just been like, yes. Uh, so that really just brought it serious to me and brought it home to me. Um, and then after that, I think we really didn't, I mean, no one asked for COVID. And I really think we were not ready. And we still don't necessarily know how to uh, live with this pandemic, right? Because it affects us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. On a health perspective, on a psychosocial perspective, on a socioeconomic perspe- uh, level, on a mental health. Excuse me. Hugely, I think, one of the conversations that we're not having are the mental health effects of this pandemic. And just, you know, how everything has changed. But... um. Yeah. Yeah, and then we've lost, and you know, one of the COVID, the things COVID is doing, it's like a war, hey? It's like, it literally is war against humanity where you get so desensitized to losing people because it's happening every day, you know? Everyone that I know mm-hmm. and in my family has lost someone, and that is scary, you know? Whether it's your mother, your aunt, your, that is scary for me that absolutely everyone that I yeah. know has been affected in one way or another or another. And, and even now, and I mean, I think, and then I'll also acknowledge our role as people and what we prioritized. Um, I know, for instance, and I'm not advocating, and people are going to hate on me because I'm advocating for Utrala, but I almost could understand why people, the need for, uh, what do you call it, Cause, uh, for, 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 for prioritizing or for really needing or wanting Utrala. I think it was just it's it's just an, an unfortunate advice, but it's a defense mechanism, Uguti, to make us numb because hey, no one can teach you or train you how to deal with this. Absolutely no one. And yeah. I I I I, I'm, I find myself a little frustrated a little with some of friends and myself even at times at how we, you know, are people not understanding how little uh what to call this, how every action actually contributes to it and just i think also even with that as much as uh you were saying that the government did a great job in terms of like 
sensitizing us to numbers and statistics, I really felt at some point they failed in, in one, level, one way or another. Like COVID started around this time. I was in Durban. And granted, I mean, I think, you know, people are different. I still had Abandabatala asking me, Iman, is this thing really real? And I'm like, can you not see people dying? People are dying. But I understand that it's people not understanding. Yeah. Table, what, what is this? You know, what, what is this disease that is acting in this way? And then now there's the whole controversy around the vaccine and, you know, its efficacy and it's working. And, and I'm like, guys, like the flu vaccine, right? Like, and, and, but it's understandable also that there is this controversy. It's because there's not enough, there's not adequate information and knowledge around it, you know? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm vaccinated, for instance. I, yeah. I, I took a decision with you. I want a vaccine. Uh, I had the privilege of having that, having access to that, um, working with at-risk people and being a frontline worker in the health department. And so, sharp, great. But then even still there, you know, people right now, it's still such a very controversial, you know, um, just even with how we're, what to call it, we're sourcing our vaccines and, you know, their efficacy, like, can we trust them? And, 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 and it's a mess. And unfortunately, it's not just a mess here, it's a mess globally, globally. And to just to, just, as just to wrap up before I say it a lot, um, to bring it closer to home, one of the hardest things about the pandemic is honestly, I think it, in initially, I, we really tried to be normal and there's nothing normal about acting normal in, in, in an abnormal situation. You know, you know, yeah. we really prioritize, you know, yeah. being productive, uh, putting in, you know, eight full hours of work and, and not appreciating that there's absolutely nothing normal about circumstance. So breathe. And this is one great. So maybe you can say happy anniversary on this. The one thing that I think COVID, I am not grateful, but I acknowledge that COVID did. COVID really forced us to take a break, to, you know, to take a step back to breathe and to really just stop one appreciate life because it can go like this um to appreciate the people that we love and that are around yeah. us and really really acknowledge we are living on borrowed time um and really just to be with ourselves i think one of the hardest things is you know being with yourself and alone with your thoughts and just you know um being in quarantine and be i remember when it's 21 days started, you know, we all thought it was going to be 21 days and we all thought, oh, it's going to be a month at most. Eh. Jokes on us because Jokes wow. on us. <laughs> because wow. Yeah, I actually, yeah. In Duyazi, what I was thinking now as well as listening to you is, um, I think most of my episodes so far, there's always been um, something mm, COVID-related, mm, at least for the year, because this mm. is the reality that we're finding ourselves in. Um, and I do encourage you to listen, especially the ones where there's expert advice, like the doc, Dr. Kanyida, she explains the vaccination situation and, and maybe may make you feel a little bit at ease about the situation in the country. But I think also, um, I know that I've had these moments where I'm honestly tired mm. of being in this reality. Mm. I'm tired of being reminded that life is short. I'm tired of, of seeing um, mm. my loved ones lose their loved ones. I'm tired of losing loved ones. I'm tired of people being stressed. 
um, I'm just really exhausted. And I think sometimes we find our own ways to tap out and deal. Like you're saying, some people have vices, some people um, are completely ignorant to the situation and decide that it doesn't exist. Whatever it looks like, I think people are just trying to cope. And I think people should really stop trying to should police cope. and control mm. how people are, are coping. I get it that there are people, mm. I know that there's people who are reckless, people mm. wear masks, this thing is real, people are dying. That's not something to joke about. But I think to be on on people's case about mm. how you're coping, mm. how you're drinking, who you're drinking with, let people live. People are in, it's a weird time currently. And honestly, I don't think it's anybody's place, I, you know, unless you're really being an idiot and you're not complying to the rules and regulations that keep everybody safe. It shouldn't be your business how somebody because no one knows. There's no manual how to deal with this, right? Like, there's there's no manual how to deal no, with this. There's and no it's such, a, it's such a heavy thing, D. And you know when you say, I, I definitely that was as you were talking, that was definitely transcending in this side. Would say, yo, uh, we're, I'm we're exhausted. Like, like yo, you no, know, uh, um, and and uh-uh. life in itself, and like pre-COVID, life was already complex and difficult and tough. And now we have to navigate it in this, look, in these ways. Like, um, one of the hardest things for me was not being able to see my son, you know, I, having to learn, you know, to engage him, mm. you know, through a screen uh, and not having, you know, full access to him and things like that. And just having to learn to have relationships like that. And it's just, there's absolutely nothing normal about this. Um, but I mean, we're here and we are living and we are serving. And it's, I think it's, it's important to, to, to acknowledge that. Um, and I know, unfortunately, but because of the nature of life and that there's, you know, it's, it's continuous, right? It's not, um, first of all, it's not linear. Um, and two, it, it's continuous. Like it doesn't stop in giving us a mm. break. But so it's important to even just to acknowledge that, hey, um, it's okay. If you don't have your ducks in a row, if you, you know, I, there's so many people just, you know, just even financially, yeah. the financial burden of this, myself included, the financial burden yeah, of this definitely. pandemic yeah. has been monumental, you know, and there's no plan. Like, I, you know, Moti, there's no plan. How do you get out of this rut? Because first of all, mm. there's no timeline. Let's restart. So it's really, really, you, I think you put it perfectly when you said it's tricky times. It's even difficult to relationship and get into relationship for us single people. Yeah, 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 Speaking yeah. Come, Joe. What a segue, eh? What a segue. <laughs> I mean, I'm is tricky. I'm telling it's tricky. Perfect and, and I think... No, it's mm, tricky. And I think COVID just really, really exacerbated that in that, you know, it's either... I know a lot of people were in talking stages for, like, the longest of times. And, you know, were you, were you in a talking stage during COVID and then you had paid COVID, now we have to go... <laughs> okay, so wait. Let's take a beta, let's take a step back. So for, for, I don't know who doesn't know what a talking stage is, but for those who don't know, let's contextualize. So, so talking stage is like just when you've just met somebody, um, and and like, <laughs> and you've exchanged numbers, but whatever you're doing is undefined. So you're still getting to know each other. You're talking. You're hanging out. You may be going on dates, or you may purely just be talking, like you haven't even seen each other physically. And I think COVID obviously has brought 
um, or at least the pandemic was a great mm, marketing mm. space for apps, you know, like everybody's at home, they don't know what to do, so they're just on an app, you know, they just want to talk to somebody. Um, I can attest that I was a, an mm. advocate before the pandemic, and then even more so during the pandemic, it was just so convenient because mm, now you can't mm. see people physically, so you're bored now, or whatever. And the need um, for so human ish, interaction, ish, ish, ish. I was in a the need for human interaction, it also may have just been the need for your board. It, it doesn't necessarily mean now it was deep or made relationships more meaningful. I can say that I was not only in a talking stage, but I was also in a very tricky uh, and failed relationship. Whether that mm. has anything to do with mm. the pandemic or not, I'm not so sure. Is. But I think I think what the pandemic did is that it highlighted, <laughs> at least for me, I, yeah, but at least for me, <laughs> for me, it was, um, I think, a lot, you know, on a serious note, I think for me, um, the pandemic, mm-hmm. because of the context of being grateful for life um, and, and constantly being reminded of loss, there was just certain things that I just wasn't able to deal with. I think in, an, in, a, in a different context, perhaps it would have lasted mm. longer. I'm not saying it would have been the love of my life, but I think maybe it would have worked out perhaps a bit because the, the ability to just be able to work through things was higher my tolerance was higher i think during the pandemic for sure my tolerance was low i was just like i cannot be stressed right now i'm already stressed this cannot be i'm not going to be stressed in the name of love so oh, that oh, my Don't give up on love, when yeah. it comes to you know the, well, <laughs> i have not i'll never never i'll never give up but it's it's interesting for instance because now whether you like it or not, everything is long distance. Whether you like it or not, let's start there. <laughs> Even if the person is in your city, you know, um, whether you like it or not, uh, you're in a long distance and there are extra rules. <laughs> one thing, and just before, before I touch on this, one thing I'm actually, I'm just thinking about it now in terms of what's grateful about the uh, COVID. COVID really also just taught me to be with myself though. And, and really, I really had to... Yeah. Learn how to it's just to be alone, hey? And and do and do nothing and just be with myself. And so I think that's really mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. And the reason I'm saying I'm grateful is because I acknowledge the man that I am now post-COVID. Or are we even post-COVID? Or I am I'm grateful for the man that I am now because sort of that those circumstances really pushed me to work on myself and relationship difference, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's gonna work out or not. We'll, we'll see when all soulmate comes through. Yeah. And speaking of relationships now in the, in the COVID, in terms of how you're doing that, oh, I mean, yeah, hey, like, uh, shout out to people who survived or are still uh, in relationships before COVID. Shout out to you. We see you. We recognize you. Teach us because you, 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 you. It's, it's tricky. I'm, it's tricky. It's so, so it tricky. It tested even relationships. existing relationships, tested, you know? Like, because, I mean, you know, we're, like, families. I know, I remember the people were saying, you know, we got into this um, horrible, horrible, horrible cycle of, you know, we wake up in the morning, we, you know, you go to work or you do your thing, come back in the evening. And so even time with your family is, like, you know, maybe, like, four, four hours at most in a day. And now mm-hmm. you have to look at these people for the whole day yeah. and people really recognize how they didn't know their partners, you know, like how you really didn't know your partner because, and, uh, because now you don't have to, you, you don't spend time with them. I think another thing that I found really interesting were people who were stuck, people who were stuck with people. 
Remember when it was lockdown and you thought, <laughs> hey, let me go to my partner for a couple of Yo. for 21 days. Let me be let in me quarantine. go visit my babe. If anyone was stuck in quarantine, uh, I'd be really interested to hear how that went <laughs> and if the relationship is still going. But um, there was that, right? And mm. oh man, it's been it's been such a not only tumultuous, but such an, a, a mentally exhausting exercise and such a difficult, um, um, uh, such a difficult exercise as well, just to relationship. I can't speak and ha- I can't have much opinion because I'm not in a relationship. Uh, I had flings, right? I think during COVID, we'll call them that. I had. Does anyone think no, in no, a relationship no, with no you? Say I'm in a relationship with <laughs> <laughs> there is no I can say that. Uh, all the kids that I know of. If you are, eh? <laughs> I'm not in a relationship with anyone. None that I know of. Um, I don't think there's a woman in this country that can say, yo, I'm in a relationship with Ndumi Sumatubel. There isn't. There isn't. I can say that safely. Not in this country, at least. Eh... Mm. Uh, <laughs> and 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 on that right so even just the nature of gay you know when we could get out and we could play i found everything was so um what you call it was so extreme right because now we have covid and i found when we're in a relationship it's almost like we must get serious quick 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 i don't know if you found that where you know things everything was like Everything was either yeah, very, just, very slow. Just, I'm talking I about just, my entanglements now post or now that we're free, now that we've been free. They're either extremely slow, mm. as in the talking stage is just, it's being abused. Where it's like, honestly, this is, it's too long. What are we doing? Like, okay, too long. The absolute extreme of, hey, you know, I want to see you. Contact, 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 contact. Almost like, you know, we're making up for last time or just in case of like you know what the need to be for the lack of a better word, i'll say serious and i thought that was interesting but i think it's just gives you perspective of of of, of how much uh this pandemic has affected us right and how yeah 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 and also we don't know we don't know i mean you alluded earlier we don't know how it's affecting us so like i like i said earlier with my experience i don't know whether that experience mm, was the way it mm. was because we were in a pandemic. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I think also just to touch on, you know, what we mentioned earlier, just being grateful for mm. life, wanting human interaction. Um, sud- suddenly you have, um, you know, what matters most is, is constantly on your mind all day, every day. And I think that obviously affects, companionship it affects the pace of relationships it affects how present you are in relationships um you know what i found interesting though was um well i thought i was in a talking stage and then it went to a relationship like deep 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 uh, lockdown and so you couldn't go anywhere um back to each other's spaces and i found that that was an interesting way mm, to introduce mm, yourself mm, to somebody else mm. you know usually you'd go on a date it's a bit superficial mm. Um, you don't let them in all the way in, you know. Um, mm. You only let them know about bits and pieces mm. as in mm. when you feel you're comfortable to to let them in. And during a lockdown, it's like, oh, suddenly you're at my place, but I only know you for X amount of time. And that adds yeah, a, no, you're a in my really space. Different, different perspective to, to the relationship. And it's intense, but maybe it was never supposed to be intense. You know, like, you know the talking stage when you're not sure, and it's okay, we're allowed to do that as long as we communicate it, to say, hey, we're just getting to know each other, but I'm not ready to yeah. date. But, like, if you are coming to my space, 
all the time. I think there's an assumption to push the relationship to a serious space when perhaps true, if true. that was and not the case, it would have never So even serious. now, I'm finding myself, I'm in that loop now where, it, you know, even like uh, if you are in a talking state with someone, it seems as though um, there's a, like, whether intentional or not, but there's, you know, wanting to be, oh, like wanting to, I don't, hey. And there's another thing that I actually hadn't thought about before. Like they need to now be serious, not because it's post-COVID, but because, and obviously I'm in, for instance, I'm an advocate of companionship. So exactly. if, unfortunately I don't have a companion right now. So if there's one listening, shout outs, holler at me, DMs are open, slide, get that. But that's a good um what you call it now that you are in something, you know, I think it's I, I don't know, I'm definitely I definitely think this it's COVID influenced that uh whether in a good or a bad way, it can you know sometimes I've seen things where it's worked out. I was reading an article, not an article, a tweet today about um some guy met his partner, I think, in November. Um, and now they, they're getting married, you know? Now in April, they're getting married. And so a lot of things are accelerated. Mm. And for many reasons, you know? Um, some could be with eight seconds and my or Some could be like, you know what? This, this is the push that I needed. Uh, I don't have time to play anymore. I just want to, you know, I just want just to do it. So it's complex. I think every relationship or every situationship or every entanglement excuse me, is obviously different. Um, but if you are in one or you are in a relationship, um, again, please tell us. I'd really, I'm also just interested, how did you survive COVID? Whether it's being single and you intentionally wanted to be single. Um, how did you survive COVID? What did you do yeah. uh, to sort of like help facilitate what you want and curate the life that you want for yourself? Because me, I'm struggling. I can say, oh, I'm struggling. Uh, I, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to relate, not even in a romantic level, just in general, yeah. even with friendships, right? Um, it's difficult because now, um, first of all, I'm not trying to be out there because we are living in a pandemic. So, I mean, I'm limiting it's even just some, I try and avoid crowded spaces. And so I'm definitely flaking out more on plans now than I was before. I'm choosing where I go. I'm obviously opting to be outside more, like open area spaces. And I'll make you laugh, I was in Durban, um, um, cause I was home. Right. And they say Karachi putting petrol. And so I'm wanting to, and, and these guys are in, trying to enter the garage and obviously you can't enter without a mask. And the guy's like, dude, I'm going mask, I'm going mask. I'm like, are you being serious right now? <laughs> I was like, hey, I, I do. Ubuntu, you always talk about you know, Ubuntu. And even, even, help, like, help, help him out. First day coming <laughs> in, I was all masked out, you know, doing my uh, shots and stuff. And then you people will give you looks. And then Lona, and I'm thinking myself, guys, I'm, we're living in a pandemic. So relating just to people has definitely changed, you know? Um, just even, even on a romantic level, I, can, I cannot imagine yeah. what that's like. Um, and for some, yeah, for some it worked out, for some it hasn't. Some people really, really felt more in love with their partners and it really, COVID was, um, you know, it was a silver lining. And for some, it just really brought the sobering reality. You don't know your partner, yeah. you know? Do, can you really say you know your partner? Like, are you friends with your partner? And that's okay. I, 
I think it's okay to have those moments where you're forced to reflect. I think maybe obviously not a pandemic that's been hectic, but I wanted to touch on um, just on the whole being forced to reflect and to, to evaluate how you relate. I mean, for me, there were definite wins when it comes to the dating space. Um, like most people in their 20s, it's been very up and down. You know, it's a trial and error. You try it out and, and who knows this about me? Everybody knows this about me. I'm one of those people. I'm going to go all in. Oh, the moment it's not working, I walk away because I feel like it's not always worth it to stick around um, for the long haul, depending on obvious situation. I wouldn't go into that. That's a whole other episode. But for me, what COVID did, I mean, I had been doing so much work in terms of just trying to work through some of my problematic traits, trying to look at the my love pathologies, what are the things that I've seen and observed as a child that have now translated into how I relate. Um, and for me, the pandemic mm. really uh, put all of that it into practice, maybe at a much quicker quicker pace, but I think I was a lot more... It was a, I was a lot more deliberate. I knew exactly what I wanted. I also knew where that started and ended. So like, okay, no, I won't be able to tolerate this. I can tolerate that. I was able to hold myself yeah. accountable when I was wrong, which is something that I haven't always done. I was able to also reevaluate my requirements. So let's sure. say this is my last year of life. What kind of partner would I want? And I, and I think obviously that's a very yeah. dramatic approach and not everybody has to have this experience. But for me, for me, it was so crucial to be, to, and I think it was subconscious, not like I woke up every day and I was like, I'm going to die tomorrow. No, I think it was just bearing in mind everything we've spoken about today. Everything has been so intense. There's two things that I think are really are super important for <laughs> us to unpack. The first is, and I'm wondering if this might be a conversation sometime tomorrow on Instagram around what you were saying earlier around knowing what being decisive of what you want and going in a relationship and doing giving it your everything and if it doesn't work out leaving because i think that also closely yeah. translates or closely re relates rather to ghosting and being ghosted um where <laughs> yeah. people ghost for different reasons obviously <laughs> um and looking at your ig right now and how wild that is but i, I think there's definitely a connection there and which makes for dialogue google t even that though you know i think with what you're saying now, with the, the sort of the circumstance really forced you to be decisive in terms of your life. This is what I want, and this is the life that I'm going to curate for myself. So whether um, whether uh, it's because someone might also say, "Yo, that is being such an emotionally unavailable person." Would say, oh, "You just leave because life doesn't work like that. Life is sometimes messy. So if you're just going to leave, and you're just going to abandon, uh, you know it." It brings a deeper question, Nguti. Mm. You know, is there something deeper there? Um, or it could just be, you know what? Um, I know what I want. And if I'm not getting it, boom, I'm out. You know? I think that's, I'm mm -hmm. not going to edit that out. I'm not going to edit it out. You know why? Because I think it's a nice point to wrap up the conversation. Because I think it's a really important topic for us I'd to love for touch that. on. I'd love for that. Uh, to chat mm. Um, because I think that is not only it's, it's not only tied to the pandemic. Mm, I think it's mm. just generally how we navigate relationships and getting to a point yeah. where you you decide what you want for yourself and being a little bit more intentional. I think that that conversation deserves its space without without it being rushed. So jotted that down, and I'd love to hear what people think. You know, the ones who are listening to this right now. You know, what else would interest you in connection to 100%. that? One hundred percent. Always a pleasure, and yo. And we're not done, hey? I really wish, 
I really wish, you know, we're talking about this anniversary, as in like, okay, sharp, COVID was tough, let's move. We're not done, guys. I think that's the most frustrating part to go to, we're not done, you know. We, we don't have, I mean, we have indication, but yeah. literally, you know, I'm a bit anxious now coming in that we're going into our winter. Yeah. Um, and as you know, winter is flu season. Um, and so there's obviously going to be a lot of, uh, what calls people catching bugs and, 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 and it's going to be really interesting to see if that's going to have a major effect on that as well in terms of the numbers. And, and we're really hoping obviously with the, with the vaccine rollouts, that one we procure more vaccines and we get that out as soon as possible in a well vaccines that are not expired, that are that have high efficacy, that are where well, all vaccines do work. That's that that and that's just facts. But get that out to the people that need them the most, people that are at risk, people that uh, are vulnerable and the vulnerable populations, and and try and survive this because yay, kutaf life during COVID. Good stuff. Let's self-care. Let's self-care, everybody. I think on that note, um, we'll wrap up the discussion. Take care of yourselves. Keep yourself informed. Vote. Um, share this episode. Uh, engage with us. We're really happy to do so. We might have another IG. Who knows? Keep an eye out. Um, thanks to you always for engaging conversations. We never know. We never know where this is going to go. Mm, mm, we never know. Mm. You know, we have a plan. One thing, one thing consistent about COVID um, <laughs> that we never so, know. This was another good one, Drew. Mm. We never know. It's unpredictable times. Mm. So I hope you've enjoyed this unpredictable discussion. And I think on that note, we um, will wrap I it up. Any last words from you, Drew? Let's self care, self love, and just be kind, guys. Um. Really, just just for five seconds, it costs you nothing to just to be kind to the next person, and really um, appreciate and understand. Would say people are walking around navigating, isn't dongazaz, you know? So let's just be a little patient with one another, um, and definitely prioritize your own self. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying be selfish, but self love, self care. Um, do what works for you. If it's a glass of wine, go for it. Uh, if it's a jog, let's go. You know. If it's a walk, let's go, you know, and um, just really look at, try and find what works for you and, and really just uh, uh, prioritize that because, yeah, we're living in, and no one knows. And I think um, uh, one thing I'm definitely going to close on is that it's okay not to know what's going on or having your ducks in a row right now. It's okay. No one knows what they're doing. We literally, no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. So it's okay. Um, um, it's okay. Self love, yeah. self love, and be good to one another and vote. So vote us soon. Guys, votes. Just have an opinion. Um, have an opinion. And in terms of in relationships, good luck. Saifisa, good luck. Stay in relationships, Nandi. And can you please make it Udambi shame na yeah. I would do. Do you know what the do you know the people to hide? Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Bye, 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 bye.